Hi, I'm Austin, and this is Hort Bajir Chronicles. You all stand around a crater with the destruction of the the metal trees or the scoop smoke is still starting to clear from it's not starting to clear from this area but it is dissipating more I guess so it's clearing a little bit Elira you are much better at mathematics than I am go on how likely is it percentage-wise that where our landing site is is still intact at this point? I need more information. Can I fly up again? Are you talking about uh, Prince Jaheem's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a ways back. You'd have to fly for a little bit to get there to check it out. Um, Would I be able to see, like, smoke plumes or anything? Yeah, so... It'll take you probably five minutes to fly all the way to the top of this canopy and out above the trees. But when you do, uh, you look around and the biggest smoke is billowing out from this area. There is a smaller one to the east a little ways that uh, from what you're kind of. Like, where you are, you can kind of uh, determine that that is not where Prince Jaheim was. That that smoke's not coming from there. In the direction that uh, he was in, you don't see the smoke. Uh, give me a perception check. It's going to need to be pretty high to see that. <laughs> uh, 23, 23 is pretty high. Is that okay? Yeah. So, a small glimmer in the night sky in the distance, you see the end of, like, a jet. With as you like squint your kafit bird eyes a little bit and see just a little bit more detail, you notice that that is the shuttle that you all landed on, and it is flying in the distance away. You do see it drop back down into the canopy, though. I'll I'll uh, relay that back to Sanilian. Do you have any theories? Theories. None. I have a couple of lines of inquiry. Okay. And perhaps I'm jumping the gun a little, but how do we know that Prince Jaham is not one of them? We would not. So while this is going on, Yal has climbed to the tallest tree that he can find and is trying to visually find Bearfin and will probably at one point start yelling his name. You climb up this tree and it's one of the ones that's just on the edge of where this, uh, where everything else was kind of blown out. You climb up to the edge of one of those trees, high up, and start looking around and calling for Bearfin. You don't see him, you don't hear him, but you do notice in the distance towards that way, which is north, you see Geds in the woods moving towards the crater. Like, okay, towards us. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to scramble back down and let everybody know that. The first person I'll tell is Kefa. Kefa, Kefa, more Geds. How many? Yeah, how many did I see up there? More than one. I don't know how much numbers you know. You saw five. Tim knows you saw at least five. <laughs> many or not many. Um. Um. Is five many or not many? Um, <laughs> that's where I'm hung up here. Um. Fingers. 
I saw this many. Keffa's going to um, look around her on her way over to Maitea. But she's looking on the way for any sort of technology that she can find. Roll me investigation. So while they're doing that, uh, each has gotten down uh, face-to-face with Bronk and is looking looking in his eyes and doing that thing with, like, your claw where you go to clean out, like, your dog's ear and, like, trying to clean out and just, like, trying to inspect as best she can to see if he if he seems okay or not. Give me a medicine check. Hang on, we'll get back to you in one second each. <laughs> uh, Keffa, as you're looking around, uh, heading towards Matea, most of the stuff here has been blown to shit. Like, it's... There's uh, bent pieces of metal charred and just scattered everywhere. I will say you you find a shiny bark box that is kind of buried halfway and bent kind of open. And inside there seems to be a, a little disc. You've looked over the scanner a little bit. You know what the lights look like when they're off. It seems to just have an off light and it's just a disc. She's going to scoop that up on her way to Maitea. Matea is now just, she's been, she was at Ciro for a little while and she's went to Hera now. And uh, as you kind of get to her, she stands up, looks over towards Aldrea. They come. More. More, we go. I didn't get to say bye to Aldrea. Fast. Sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. She gallops over there. Each, you hear her running over. You put your finger kind of into his ear and kind of check around, and he falls over flat on the ground. And then Matea gets there and and kind of leans down to Aldrea. You watch as she just kind of, like, looks at her. You don't hear anything in your head. You don't hear any thought speak. But her eyes as they do with Andalites, emote everything and it's sadness. But then she looks to you and she says, each we have to go. There's more Geds. Scared. Me too. But we'll get through it. And she'll kind of stand and kind of try to help you up too even though you're way bigger she'll offer assistance and Bronk raises his head up and looks at you and he tries to stand up as you do and stumbles back over again y'all will go pick up Bronk he like lets out a, a sigh and just like lays sideways on you and starts to doze off does he look hurt at all with your medicine check as you were like looking <laughs> over him I guess okay yeah I'll say any any very noticeable bleeding wounds I think that's he's all not, I could okay <laughs> he's not bleeding that's all I could tell although he does have uh stains of red all over his mouth and kind of on his chest as well mm-hmm. y'all y'all is gonna go take Bronk and hold it against Sanillion's wrist and just say Feel. Can Sanillion attempt to ascertain if this creature is actually injured? <laughs> uh, just give drunk. me a medicine check. <laughs> proud, of, proud of my boy. Uh, he, he looks just inebriated. Uh, you kind of put together from what Matea told you earlier. He's just drunk. I think uh, he'll inspect... <laughs> him and then hand it back and just say he is okay y'all does not believe that but we'll take him anyway (laughs) not okay Keffa has said that there's Geds coming we go go where No home tree, no metal tree, no home. Sanillion. 
Should we try to get them back to Prince Jahan? What if he is a controller? I just, I, I don't want to think about the idea of a yerk and an andalite, but he certainly didn't seem keen to help Zero. That is true, but perhaps that is just him? Well, we should at least go back to the scoop and see if there's any sort of communication device still there. We could take the ship. We could get past where the Yurks are blocking the communications. At the very least, we would need to let the Andalite homeworld know that there are many new controllers. I agree. All right. Friends, uh, I cannot guarantee your safety, but we believe that we may be able to help, potentially, so follow us. Look at Y'all will look at Keffa. I was going to look at Keffa. <laughs> <laughs> Keffa looks back. Nowhere safe. Friends, help. Friends help. Let's go. You all start to move uh, into the forest away from the crater. Y'all is going to try to stay as close to the front as he can. And he did hand Bronk back to each. He just sleeps. Slumped over your shoulder. In the Horde Bajorn. Hark for Jarred! Hark for And he's much bigger now, so it's kind of a. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've switched around, so it's on my back now. So I can kind of like yeah, have his front go. paws flapped over my shoulders and his, his back little <laughs> paws kind of flapping out on either side. But yeah, he's in my, my Hork Bajorn. Depending on how long I've been in Morph, Austin, I don't know if you know. It's only been about 600 Hork Bajir minutes, but that's about 15 Earth minutes. <laughs> How much is that in metric? <laughs> I think you gotta divide by three or something. <laughs> but I'll 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 stay in Capybird form as we make this journey back. Sinillian, as you get closer, will offer to switch with you, both for scouting reasons and because he's just walking around bleeding from the hindquarters a little oh. bit. <laughs> I just wanted to know if we knew about the morphing healing thing. You know how this technology works for sure. And yes, Sinillian, you would have learned it. We hung out with the Andalites for a while, but they never talked to us about morphing or morphed in front of us, right? Nope. Y'all has no idea that this bird is the same person. <laughs> no clue. He's just sitting there like, why is this bird being riding on Sinillian yeah. this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> where did Lyra go? And... Yeah. Not even close cool to the weirdest bird. thing we've said, seen today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are at capacity. Like, nope, nope. <laughs> Too many new things. Can't take any more. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll land and, and start demorphing so that Sinillian can take over. And y'all is sufficiently horrified and confused. <laughs> yeah, I think you just see like all the Hork-Bajir going, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Spider-Man points. <laughs> Don't be alarmed, it's fine. <laughs> just actually screaming. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's Stop fine. screaming, you'll alert everyone. Like half, half bird, and you're just like, ha, <laughs> Bronk wakes up, and the Chadoin is both uh, join in with each and just yell <laughs> on each side of it. I know it is a horrible sight to behold, but I promise this is fine. Just, just Andalite things. Hashtag Y'all just Andalite things. <laughs> Y'all like stops for a minute and looks like after this is all completed, and just looks is like. Yerk? No. Yerk is different. 
Correct. So Nillian's gonna try to help him and just like flap his wings and be like, cough it. <laughs> cough it. That's all he does. <laughs> you have no idea if he got it or not. <laughs> just each of us standing there flapping, going, cough it. The next time he sees any kind of birds, he's just gonna be like, cough it. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the flapping that that actually yeah. means. Yes. <laughs> Perfection. It doesn't take too long after you finish your morph uh, for you all to get there. And you see that the Hort-Bajir also recognized that part of this, the ground near a tree was kind of dug out uh, for a scoop. And there are familiar metal trees here as Jaim has had his awnings put up uh, for his workstations. The biggest difference that Senillion and Alira notice when they get back is that the ship's not there. Also, neither is the Andalite. Uh, and it looks like a lot of the stuff was taken. But there, are, there is still some stuff here uh, and still set up and usable. Okay, I'm going to jump on that immediately and start seeing what I can salvage together. So just on initially looking at this, he has a data bank that's still here that is still intact that you could access if you had a scanner. Y'all is walking to the, he's like, new metal trees, new home. And then just starts like sort of like digging himself a little place to sleep. Like he lives here now. Good bark near. This is Prince Jahim's scoop. Each is going to go up and, like she did when she first went to the last scoop place, like, drag her, her elbow blade down thing, and if it makes the same sound, said, yes, same. Live here. <laughs> While they're nesting and screeching, um, <laughs> Kefa's going to walk up to Maitea and hold out the thing that she found and say, what, what, no? I forgot you had this, Kefa. We can use this. Elira, that's your name? Yes. Kefa has her own scanner. How did she obtain a scanner? She's very... sly. It's Ciro's uh, old scanner. <laughs> I think Elira's gonna, like, twitch a little bit, like, thinking of a hork having Andalite technology, but she'll, like, accept the scanner and... Or, uh, actually, I don't know if you're offering the scanner. I shouldn't assume anything. Well, if if she offered it to Matea, Matea will, like, gesture towards Alira. I'm not very good at it. I'm, I'm okay, but... Uh, Kefa, was it? Kefa. Um, may I use your scanner to uh, try and contact Andalites to come and help? More friends, more help. And she's going to hand over the scanner. But slowly, like, she's going to reach out with it and say, <laughs> mm, back after. Alira's eye twitches a little bit, but but she kind of nods and, and accepts it. It was the stalk eye that switched. Little <laughs> 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 spasm. You can make a uh, technology check. You know how the scanner hooks in. You know how it works. Um, and as you like log in, you just gotta sift through the stuff, see what you can find. Arcana. How's a 10? <laughs> a 10 is good enough to get you in and you, you can start kind of looking through the uh, stuff that he was he was doing here. Taking a lot of samples. Um, he didn't seem to be concerned too much for any of the species of this planet. More of the what the plant life and what the uh, fauna around the planet can be used for. You see he has records in here that there are many hallucinogens on this planet. There are 
ingredients that can be combined that will actually start to heal your wounds quicker than they normally would be. There's even a plant with a um, a seed that, if broken open, will emit a bright light. A lot of this seems to be unusual, or at least he's categorizing it as important things in in his his research. There does seem to be, as you search through, you find a file that is uh, encrypted. You can try to get past that. I'm absolutely going to do that. I could spend a luck point, though. Seems important. So roll again? Yep. Slightly better. Uh, So you find this encrypted file, uh, this encrypted section of the databank, and you, you try to do a backdoor brute force into into it but uh, that doesn't work so it, it takes a little bit more finesse and you write a code and an algorithm to uh, bypass this you do this all within like 10 seconds and you get into the file in this file it's titled father deep as as i break into the file i say i'm in kefa is like right over your shoulder yeah, so you are watching this and you're starting to take in everything that Alara's doing. Even though she's doing it so quick, you're you're kind of following it. You think that you might be able to... She, she came to a file that she couldn't get in. And then she got in it by, you know, hitting the right keys or hitting the right buttons on the on the scanner. And you think that with some practice, you, you might be able to do that. But, Illyria, you find a document titled... Father Deep. What is Father Deep? Father Deep and Mother Sky. Are we close enough to hear any of this, or is y- are y'all and I still away? Distracted. If Elira is thought speaking to everyone, yeah, you guys can hear it. Yeah. I feel like at that, like, saying something that we actually know, like, would perk up and be like, Father Deep Danger! Is Father Deep another Horkbajir? Yell's just gonna point. The first time you've ever seen the Horkbajir look like sarcastic at you and be like, no. Father Deep is what they call the caverns with the mist that flows through them. You both remember seeing these as you landed. Uh, There were caverns spread out with a purple mist flowing in them. What is dangerous about Father Deep? There are other creatures. Monsters. No go, Father Deep. Private thoughts speak to Senillion. Monsters. We only have one morph. Yes, that would not be sufficient for fighting the monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, but I'm sure monsters could fight other monsters. That is true. We should venture there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can you tell us about Father Deep? To everybody. Don't go. Went to Red Bark. Good. Monster. Father Deep, bad. But Bronk, friend. <laughs> Father Deep and Mother Sky make us. Each is going to look very happy, like satisfied with herself. Like she feels like she really did a good job explaining that. And she's <laughs> 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 really proud. They haven't explored Father Deep much. Does the document say anything else? I will continue to read the document. As you kind of scroll through it, I don't know how Andalites do. Do they scroll? Mm. One would assume since they taught all of the computer building that it would work Mm. similarly with windows and scrolling. So you scroll. My friend Bill. It has notes on Father Deep. One of the notes is that the mist is breathable and it can sustain life down there. It looks like Prince Jahim has had has travel logs that he has been down there himself. 
many excursions, although it seems those notes, even in this encrypted file, are kept rather vague. They reference another data pad uh, for further details. The main thing that you get out of out of all these notes in his excursions are that there are dangerous monsters that are down there that he seems to be able to either defeat or get away from. Wait, Jaheem has defeated monsters down there? Yes. As you read these notes, the references to the other data pad for more details, they all kind of point in the direction that there is something else down there deeper in Father Deep that he he won't reference in this in these in this data bank. The the Andalites, as arrogant as they are, still like to keep their this is something that they've kind of taught in the academy that keep sensitive information off of storage unit databanks in your scoop and stuff like that. Keep anything the Yerks can find without the information that would allow them to use that system. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Safeguard. Yeah, any- safeguard. Safeguard. Anything could be compromised, yes. All that does point to one uh, something in Father Deep that he's he's been investigating. So none of you have ventured into Father Deep. Only get Bronk there. And almost die. And almost die. Hmm. Bronk came from Father Deep. Uh, private thought speak to Sanillion. So what if we acquire, record, Bronk morph him go into Father Deep try to find some other kind of monster to help in our fight against these Yurks I would prefer to have my tail blade but that makes sense I don't think these Hork-Pajir are going to help us if they are so afraid of Father Deep and According to these logs, an Andalite can venture in and out without too much trouble. Obviously, we shouldn't underestimate what could be down there. It's a strange planet to us, but... Elir, as you glance back at the scanner one more time, you notice that there are a few dates that stand out. Uh, Around a cycle ago, there's a note about the Yerks arriving on this planet and it's titled his first sighting you also see that a few rotations after that there's another note that has been redacted but you notice that there is some kind of code left behind that prince jaim must have missed and you can try you feel like you can try to get behind it and figure this out if you uh, give it another shot, another hack shot. Whew, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Yeah, you easily just move this. Uh, he had like a black bar over the title of this date, and you swipe it away. And the date is titled Failsafe Complete. Enhance! You enhance it. And Matea looks at it as well over your shoulder and she says what was he doing I wish I knew does it say anything about where he might have went does it Uh, she'll like lean in with you and she'll say uh, check the recent data logs and you can give me another intelligence check with advantage as Matea helps you you pull up the recent data logs and he, in his haste, must have left this behind because he has coordinates to where he's headed. You do realize that it's on the other side of the planet. But you have the coordinates. Matea sees him as well. Well, we know where he is. Yes. I'm going to go after him. 
Matea says that and then she immediately turns to Kefa. Kefa. You need to warn the other Hork-Bajir. Hang on. Why are you sending Kefa to warn the other Hork-Bajir? Kefa's different. Kefa can rally her people. She can talk to them and convince them. They're not safe anymore. Is Kefa different enough that Kefa will not be slaughtered where they stand if they encounter a Yurk-infested Hork-Bajir? Kefa can hold her own, but what should she do? That is the question. I believe that she should warn the other Hork-Bajir. The Yerks won't be in the higher parts of the trees shaving bark off to eat. They won't be playing these strung strings that go from branch to branch. They won't be doing Hork-Bajir things. So you're saying it would be obvious who is a controller and who is not? It would be more obvious if they weren't. Because the Yerks wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing. I don't believe this is like the other places that they've infested. They're not sneaking. They came right out and attacked us. What is it about this planet? What do they want? Matea, stock eyes were watching Elira as they were talking, and they move back and forth from each Hork-Bajir now. I think they want them. Currently, each is just on the ground with Bronk and Chadu and paying zero attention to any of this. This completely had given her thoughts and now is just fo- totally focused on the pets. What is it about them? Look at them. They would make good weapons, Alira. Certainly better than the Geds. Some of their blades are almost as large as my tail blade. We can't let that happen. No. If you two worry about the Hork-Bajir's safety, please join them. Help them. Get Kefa to the next clan safely, and she can warn them. And I'll go chase after... Jaheen. I think I have a potentially extremely bad plan that may help us do both of those things. We need to get to the other side of the planet, correct? That's where he is, yes. And it would help us if we could move a lot faster because we could get Kefa to the other hork Yes. And we know where the Yerks have landed on this planet because we have seen where the Ged were coming from. Have you seen their ships? I would like to see more of their ships, I think is what I am eventually going to be saying. If, yeah, if you know where their ships have landed, that would be a big help. I think we have a good guess. At a certain point, each is going to say, like, turn back to y'all and be like Geds, come? Saw Geds? Danger? 
Sanillion looks totally like, I don't know how to answer this. Like, you know when like a kid asks you a question and you are not good with kids and you don't know what to do, so you just keep looking at the adults like, help, help, help. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what y'all's been doing this entire time. Um, but y'all, even when each asks that question, y'all has been like carving a piece of bark off a tree and eating it. And then he'll carve one for Matea and throw it at her feet. And then he'll carve one for Sanillion and throw it at her feet, or his feet. And then one for Alira, and then at the feet again, because he still doesn't understand. Because Matea placates and puts her hoof on the bark. <laughs> no, on the bark, yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Just, yeah. When y'all throws the bark at Sanillion, can he just, like, without even really paying attention, just, like, thwack it with his tail blade? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because y'all's not really even paying attention. He's just doing it because he thinks he's being nice and feeding you. But then when uh, each says that, uh, each says, mm, Geds come from trees. Uh. Geds not come from sky. You see? I see trees. Hmm. Then see Geds. She's content. She's going back to playing with the animals. <laughs> Still throw a bark. <laughs> we are the most helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad were talking and I got bored. Yeah, that, was, that was the same thing I was thinking of. And y'all is bored. <laughs> Where do you believe these ships are, Sanillion? Well, my guess would be back where they leveled Zero Scoop. That direction. That's where they were dropping troops on the ground yes we should go check their landing zones but Kef the Hort-Bajir need to be warned yes Kefa warn I can go and try to find the ship no friends together Kefa you have a responsibility to the Hort-Bajir, and I need to find Jahim. He's, he knew that they were here, and he didn't tell Sira. Go apart, bad, hurt. No. I have to each. I'll be back. Help Kefa. Kefa, help Maitea. Kefa, we're going to help everybody. Don't go alone. You have responsibilities to your people. This is what you were made different for. I think realizing that she's not able to talk her out of it, Kefa's just going to look down. Kefa, warn. Uh, she touches the side of your face. And she says, I'll be back. With her other hand, she reaches and touches each, each shoulder. And meets her eyes and says, I'll be back. And she turns and looks to y'all. And says, I'll be back. Stay with Kefa. Each. Stay with Kefa. Yes, each. You stay with Kefa. She'll look back to the Andalites. I hope you all will stay with Kefa as well and help her. For the time being, yes. Mateo will turn back around and start rifling through some of Prince Jaheim's things. And he'll pull out... Um, Two egg-shaped devices 
uh, but they're a little flatter than round, but they're like oval. Uh, and I'll hand one to Alira, or she'll hand one to Alira. And you know these to be uh, short range communicators. An Andalite short range communicator will cover this whole planet. Short range. <laughs> so we can communicate. And communicate we shall. She'll start to walk away and kind of scritch bronks or bronk a little bit. Her stock eyes will stay on the Hort Bajir. One moving back and forth from y'all in each, and one staying on Kefa. As she moves deeper into the forest, as she seems to be heading back towards uh, the great tree. Kefa, plan? Hmm. Do we know where the closest Torquebajir settlement is from here, other than Great Tree? Yep. Um, it is a few days away. Kepa's going to turn to each and y'all and look at the Andalites and say, We rest. We go. Follow. We are still at Jaheem's place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, y'all's just going to go back to the little bed he made in the metal trees. And just lay down there. Bronco, uh, move over to the tree and <laughs> put both his claws in it and start climbing up. And uh, he'll go to, like, snuggle with y'all, but, like, seeing as this bed is, you're big and he's not small... Uh, this bed is a little too small. He'll uh, hop back out and start climbing up to a higher branch and just lay on it, put his head on it, on his little claws. Each is going to climb up in that area and be up there. And the Chidouin uh, falls, wraps around in a circle on your shoulder and falls asleep. Kefa's going to go up to Alira and is going to um, get the thing that she pulled out of the wreckage on her way toward Matea um, and say, what learn? Alira, you recognize this. It is a, a hollow image frame. Um, can I take it and activate it, I guess. <laughs> and when you do a, a like a holographic image flickers above it of Ciro, Hera, Aldrea, and Barafin. Just a picture. They were your friends. Mm. How long have you known them? Hmm. Not long. We grow. I'm sorry. Me too. And she's going to take the disc and like hold it to herself and say, keep safe for my Taya. What do you mean by that? Matea family. You're surprising. (laughs) Kefa different. I don't know if we can save your people, but we will try. And Kefa's going to walk over to where each and y'all and all the puppies and everything are and find a branch that's sort of looking over everyone and climb up.
was Cinellian doing during all this? He's kind of backed off of what everybody's doing and talking about, and he is circling the the camp. He's just kind of put himself on watch duty when he saw everybody starting to go to bed. Um, so he's doing the same thing he was kind of doing earlier when when Illyra was working on the ship. He's just doing it a lot more seriously and not not practicing his tailblade maneuvers or anything like that. You don't notice anything. Uh, nobody seems to be um, sneaking through the woods that you can see. Uh, you even check the, the trees up top and you don't see anything. Uh, you do see Alira as you come back around. Um, Alira, what are you doing as, as the Hort-Bajir of all went up into the trees? I think she's gonna be walking up to Cenillian uh, um, to kind of reconvene with him. And uh, she's gonna say, I think knowing the location of the Ged is something we do need to know. And this could be something we could know sooner rather than later. What do you need me to do? Maybe just go on a little scouting mission. Okay. And I think he'll move off into the woods and start to morph to Coffee Bird. About a minute later, you finish your morph. Yeah, he'll take off. Stay out of sight as much as you can. And keep in touch as much as you can. And be careful. You big lug. So many different things to keep in mind, but I will do my best. I believe in you. Sort of. Wait, what do you mean, sort of? <laughs> Bye! Cenillion, <laughs> where are you headed first? Towards the great tree or towards the metal tree? What I would guess he would do logically would he would be heading towards kind of the middle point initially of the two of those and whenever he still saw the most smoke, assuming that was the more recent activity would be where he would veer off towards. Yeah, so as you get in the air, the smoke from the metal trees from Ciro's uh, scoop has mostly started to, you know, disperse throughout the forest and, and dissipate. There was less smoke coming from initially from the great tree, but you still see it, it kind of smoking from there. The uh, chimneys of smoke that were coming out of the trees, it was bigger over by the, the scoop, but now it's, it's still flowing by the great tree. So that would be the first place he would go to. Uh, yeah, it takes you flying. It doesn't take you long to get to that area. Roll me a perception check as you see the tree and the smoke kind of billowing up from around it. Ah, oh, sheet. 20. As you fly, you see this place where all these branches are kind of inter intertwined, thick branches. You remember, you can land a, a, a shuttle on them. There's parts of these trees that are kind of carved out, and you see uh, in some of them there are Hort-Bajir, like, crouched down in a corner, just waiting, peeking out. You see on the ground floor in front of the tree, there are different uh, scorch marks in the ground where fire has started, and that's why the smoke is, is kind of building up into the tree. You see uh, some Hort-Bajir walking around on the ground, and you see Ged a few of them sprinkled in between. You also see dead, dead bodies on the ground. The dead geds have shredder blasts into them. You see a group of 10 geds holding down a Hort-Bajir and one standing over it. And a ged come up to its head and lean its head down next to it. And then a Hort-Bajir jump out of the trees and start 
uh, grabbing gets and throwing them. He throws about three different gets before they hit him with a uh, one of the gets shoots him with the shredder and he drops back. The hork that has been shot clutches at his his chest where he was shot, uh, and he still manages to breathe. But he says, uh, "Loha, Dak, save you!" And he starts to push himself up again, and another shredder <laughs> hits him, drops to the ground. The hork that's on the ground lets out grunts, ah, Dak. And she throws one of the geds, but another rushes over and pushes her down. And eventually you see another ged uh, get next to her long, slithering neck, put his head next to hers. And with your coffet bird eyes, you see a slug crawling out of one ear and into the other. And then as soon as it's done, the ged looks around and tries to run, but falls over and another gag gets over top of him and shoots him with the shredder. You do see a ship set in the trees a little ways away from the great tree. And you see the geds and some of the hort starting to converge on this ship. And you can see as you get closer that they're boarding it. How many? A couple of dozen hort and only one ship. Mm-hmm. Snillian will go down, try to sort of stay out of sight, but he's only trying to land on top of this ship. Uh, give me a stealth check. As the bird. <laughs> As the bird. You swoop in. You have two sets of wings, and they flap, and uh, you manage to straighten them and, and kind of glide down, and you land on top of the ship. Great. And I'm waiting for them to take off. About 300 hork minutes pass. Which is only about eight Earth minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the last few of the hork have started to get onto the ship and, and the get as well. The last one is kind of around, looking around, doesn't see anybody else, and he starts to go on. I'm holding on for as long as they're staying in atmosphere. He gets on. You see this this ramp kind of retract in and, cl- and the door closes. You feel it start to hum and take off. And it moves up, up, up until, if you're still on top of it, above the canopy. And then it starts to take off uh, north. Give me a, a strength save to hold on. Okay. As I... Just strength. I had to guess save is... I don't know. That didn't go well. This ship takes off, and as soon as it does, you end over end, and you're falling uncontrolled, and you uh, drop back down into the canopy. Make a deck save to kind of right yourself as you're, as you're falling through the branches. You are flipping end over end, trying to spread your wings to catch some air to stop yourself from falling. You see a branch shooting up at you as you fall towards it. You manage to just flip over and spread your wings and catch a thermal up into the air. Um, But by the time you flat back up to the top of the canopy, the ship is in the distance. Okay. Is there any indication that there are any ships coming back? Like, are they, is there a lot of people, Geds, uh, stationed there, supplies there, like anything that indicates that this is going to be used as kind of a point to infest the hork it doesn't. It doesn't look like that. Okay. You you still see those couple of hork in that in that tree still hidden, but everybody else is either laying on the ground or just not there. That or was in that shuttle. And the ones, the bodies on the ground, they are they are the dead, dead bodies that they shot and left. There are hork bodies too. Sure, from... Yeah, but yes. I think uh, he'll go down there and just kind of investigate those bodies. Uh, Give me an investigation check as you look around. Is is there anything in particular you're looking for as you're looking over them? Yeah. Uh, 
I think a couple different things. One would just be um, any sort of technology that they have and any sort of indication. I don't know if there would be anything like this, but now we know that they're going north. There's something to the north there. So anything that they would have like that we could glean more information from. Anything like one of the scanners, something like that. So as you like look around for any piece of technology, a spare scanner that they might have left, uh, you do find a broken shredder that doesn't look like in pieces. It just looks like it, it needs some work, and maybe maybe Alira could fix it. The Yerks, how they normally take over a planet is they secretly infest. They seem to be openly doing this. Maybe they don't have one set spot to infest them maybe they are taking the infesting with them like they're just going and finding places with uh, populations of court bajir and seeing how well they do okay and there's no congregation points or anything like that uh not around here what direction did uh the prince go he went east Sanilian will grab that shredder if it's possible to carry it and take it back yeah it does take you a little bit longer to fly with it but you eventually get back drop the shredder off by Alira and just report back everything that he saw including the the Hork-Bajir and the way that they're taking them and that they don't have anywhere to like corral their former host again they're just shooting them and leaving them in piles and uh, that they went to the north that they had you know how many strong they had in the ship. So when you first drop off the shredder, Alira's going to be like, ooh, you brought me a present. It is broken, but yes. It will not be broken for long. And she's kind of like messing with it as she listens to uh, what you relay back to her. So they're just randomly stopping off and picking off piles of hork Seems to be barbaric. You said you saw other Hork-Bajir hiding in the trees. There were other Hork-Bajir around, yes. Hmm. So they're at least aware of what's happening. That's promising, at least. Then they can defend themselves. Try. try what's our next move well I guess to get to other did they call them clans Yeah. I guess we just help the Hork-Bashir and hope Maitea accomplishes whatever it is that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And if we find any interesting morphs, we can pick them up along the way. Uh, you know, I, I always want to do things, and then it seems other things come up that are just more important. But that's how life is, I suppose. What did you want to do? Just go into Father Deep, grab a couple monster morphs, and lay waste to these irritants that are the Yerks. But the Harkbajur come first. Alright, we will protect them. As best we can. At that moment, a piece of bark hits you in the hoof.
A yerk can only survive without Kondrona for three days. Our source of Kondrona came from our son. When Ciro met with our people, he created the Kondrona generator. It produced artificial Kondrona rays through particle infusion and UV lights. This would change a liquid on the molecular level to satisfy our need and allow us to absorb the nutrients we needed to survive. The Kondrona generator was a complicated machine, but one that was crucial to our survival off-world. So I began to study and learn it. I used our stolen ship's databases and tools to learn and recreate the generator. Our group had two by the time we reached the other Yerks. Actor 1154 met with the Council of Twelve. He explained to them his plan, and as he predicted, they were overjoyed to hear of more hosts to take. However, they did not head to the planet immediately. They were already in the middle of an invasion. They had invaded another planet with carnivorous beasts that could chew through almost anything. Chewing was the act of grinding a material down with one's mouth. Most creatures that I had encountered were limited in what their mouths could chew, but not these ones. This did not sit right with Actor, so we did not wait around for this invasion to be finished. We found Yerks that were willing to break off with us, and we went ourselves to the hort home planet. The Yerks had been resourceful in the few years since they escaped our home planet. They had gathered ships and new technology from a few other species. Most notably, the Skritna. They crafted fighters from some of the spare parts my cousins had brought them in exchange for a few dead hosts. Once my people had these ships, like me, they studied them and found out how they worked so they could modify them. The way the Yerk brain learned and developed quickly was fascinating. The Skirtna would not fight with us, but they did tag along in order to make deals with the Empire. Some even came with us to the Hortbashir home planet. We entered the atmosphere of this world and descended into a canopy of green. I'd never seen so many trees before. I'd never seen any with green leaves at all. I noticed the vast crevices and purple mist flowing out of it, and I wondered what that was. Suddenly, there was a loud bang and a scraping noise. Red lights began to flash, and I felt our descent quicken. My dead limbs clutched for anything to hold on to, but I was not quick enough, and I fell to the ground and slid across the floor. My head slammed into a wall, and I was out. When I began to gain some sense of focus, I could feel that things weren't moving anymore. At least there was that. But I had no vision, and I was in a daze. I... I could move. Lynn's thoughts echoed through my brain, but I was reeling and couldn't think straight. I will be free now. I tried desperately to stop my mind from swimming, but I was still so confused and so many things were happening. No more Yerk. Lynn preferred to die over being controlled anymore. The vision slowly started to come back, and I could see natural light. There was a gaping hole in one side of the ship, and Lynn approached. I could see that we were very high up. I saw the Kondrona. It had rolled to the wall and was just feet from the hole. If the Kondrona fell out, surely it would have been destroyed. But what did this hole come from? Lynn noticed I could see again and I felt his footsteps hurry. He was racing towards the hole. Lynn, I thought, don't, don't, you kill us both. So be it, said Lynn, as the opening grew bigger as he raced towards it. I had to regain control. I began concentrating on Lynn's brain crevices and searched desperately for a hold. I found something, too late. Lynn leaped just as I regained control of the legs, which took a lot out of an already pitiful jump. But his plan worked. We were tumbling through the sky of this planet, 
branches. Green leaves all around me as we plummeted and then slammed. A bright light filled Lynn's head as it smacked into something hard. And then we were still. I regained consciousness sometime later. I was back in control of Lynn's body. I felt his consciousness coming too just as mine was, but he was defeated. So far, no host had ever been able to regain control over the body for more than a few moments. That was almost enough for Lynn to have his revenge. You fool of a kid, I thought to him. You would have killed us both. I wish I had. I ignored Lynn's response and looked around. We were in the trees of the Hortbashir planet. The branches were thick and stretched far into the bushels of other branches. My dead body would not be moving fast here. I saw the ship. It crashed into branches and was suspended in them, a gaping hole in the side. I looked down to the ground, which was a significant distance below. The other Condrona lie there. Must have been what made the hole in the initial crash. Simtaf, I heard from above. Is that you? Are you injured? Actor 1154 was yelling down to me from the ship. I saw other Ged with him, all of their faces and all as they were taking in this planet. Simtaf, my host has not sustained significant damage. I am fine. I pointed my good arm towards the ground. But one of the Contronus is damaged. How is the other? It is still intact, empowering the pool on the board of the ship. Most of the systems are intact as well, but we cannot take off again with the breach in the hull. The ship cannot fly at this time. Our allies are waiting in orbit for communication. I look back down towards the Contron on the ground. In order to take the planet and the hosts, we would need a base of operations. I learned this from the Andalites. It made the insurrection more convenient for them. However, it was crucial to our survival. We would need a place to re-enter a pool and to contain our hosts while we fed. We only had three days to make this compound as well. If I can get to the ground, I may be able to fix the Controna generator and we can set up our campsite. I yelled back up to Actor. Do it. I will send you help as soon as we find the way down. We will call in reinforcements from orbit as well, but they will need to navigate more carefully, so it will take longer. For now, you are on your own, Simtaf. I began to search for ways to descend. The branches were sturdy and big enough for me to move around on comfortably, but I had to search for places safe enough for the dead body to descend. It was very slow going. Suddenly, a blur moved in my peripherals through the trees. I whipped my head in that direction. What was that? Lynn questioned. I couldn't find anything amongst the leaves. I studied and searched for a minute. But when I spotted nothing, I kept moving. I had a lot to do and not a lot of time to do it in. I would take this planet for the Earth Empire. I would take a new host. I would spread my people as much as I could. This was our time. 